0: Back to On the Block with Stricken Nate on 93.7 The Ticket and TheTicketFM.com.
1: Welcome back to On the Block ninety three seven The Ticket. My name's Nate Brennan. He's the Husker Hall of Famer, nine-year NBA vet, Eric Strickland. Why are we getting a little bit of a delay right there? That's a little bit interesting. I don't know if that's going out over the airwaves. I certainly hope not, Strickland. That's a little bit weird. We'll figure that out here in a second, but we got to get on Andrew Alex. We'll ask him a question and hopefully get Mark in here and try and figure it out. 402 464 5685 Honda, Lincoln Hotline, Starter Heyman, text line again. Hit us up. Let us know what's going on. We'll bring him in. Andrew Alex, what's going on, buddy?
0: Gentlemen, it's good to be back on the airwaves in the great state of Nebraska. Are you guys enjoying
1: your day so far? Uh, we're me? doing all right. We're having some uh, issues right now over the airwaves. We're not entirely sure what's going on here. We're getting some uh, interference here in our ears. So we're going to try and figure this out. But uh, we'll go ahead and toss it to you and say uh, we went through our four team college football playoff. Uh, So I'll ask you, TCU, even if they lose the Big 12 championship game, what do you think? Do you think they still get in?
0: Look, I have them in. I have them in, and here's why. You look at the schedule in the Big 12 this year, and it was nothing that's gone. And this is a team that won over and over and over again. You know, for you rebuilding programs out there, the Nebraska's of the world, and maybe even the Virginia Tech's of the world, even though I think Virginia Tech might be a step or two farther away. TCU is like totally the blueprint, right? Five and seven last year, new coach first year, and suddenly they're making waves. I like the Horned Frogs there. Kansas State, again, Adrian Martinez, a real talent, a generational talent, some would say, one that you would never want to let go. Uh, He's going to provide a challenge there. I wouldn't say that TCU... Is going to be a you know it's not going to be a, a game that they're going to be expected to run away with. They haven't run away with any games this year. But uh, in the battle of the purple, I like TCU. And even if they lose, I think the Big 12 schedule stronger than that Pac 12 schedule. If they have USC in over Ohio State, I think they put in TCU.
1: Well, this is and also we got our issues figured out. Shout out to the text line. there, helping us get through that, too. And also shout out to Janie. Send me a text and said it sounds fine over air. We appreciate all you guys. Uh, Andrew, this is the issue that I have, and I want to know your thoughts on this, is that I feel like USC and TCU, you're kind of in a win-lose situation. I don't think that's the position you should be in this situation because you made it to your conference championship game. Alabama and Ohio State are sitting at home, sitting pretty, and they just have to wait to see what happens during conference championship weekend. And this is always the issue I've had is these conference championship games reaching the point they're not even really pointless. They're detrimental because if you look at USC and TCU, they're in the driver's seat. If they lose, they're going to get pushed out to a team that's sitting at home right now. Sweet, sweet. Sweet
0: irony it is, Nathan. You go back to 2014, I believe, the first ever college football playoff. Going into the final week, TCU was ranked number four. Ohio State ranked number five. Ohio State goes to their conference championship, wins, and jumps and jumps TCU. Mm -hmm. Now TCU, with a conference, back by the way, back then the Big 12 did not have a conference championship game. Right. Now shoes on the other foot, TCU can lose their way out in this conference championship game, potentially where Ohio State not qualifying for their conference championship game has the potential to, you know, they're not controlling their own destiny, but between a Utah team that's already beaten USC and a, a uh, you know, a Kansas State team that's dangerous, if I'm an Ohio State fan, I I'm holding out hope. I'm
1: holding out hope. Andrew Alex, 24-7, joining us right now. Uh, We can go through some of the rest of the teams because we were talking about the 12-team playoff earlier, and I want to get some of your thoughts on it because we had some uh, differing opinions on the text line. Some were saying they wanted eight. Some were saying maybe seven, like an NFL style. Uh, The 12 that they have set up now officially coming in 2024, we're going to have to wait two seasons for it. I I still think it poses a few issues because, for example, you have a three-loss Kansas State sitting at number 10, and then you have a three-loss LSU because of recency bias after losing to Texas A&M, they're bounced out. But at the same time, Kansas State had a terrible loss before the season even started in the Big 12. So I think recency bias might play into that. Do you still see some type of issues with a 12-team playoff, or do you think if they had to do a playoff situation, this is the best way to filter it out?
0: Well, here's the thing with any playoff situation, right? There's always going to be like who says you know it's like the the march madness bubble right it's, right yeah buzz williams writing 10 paragraph essays because he thought his team was you know <laughs> one of the 68 best, best teams in the country not the 69th best team in the country right yeah, like I it, just it mentioned was, that. it there's always going to be like someone who got slight but with 12 teams you can guarantee that everyone who might have had any chance of winning the national championship is going to be included in there. It's not something that you got with four. I don't think that's necessarily something you can guarantee with eight. By doing 12, everyone's involved. And importantly, at least in my opinion, having a chance for at-large representation, you know, it would be interesting to see what kind of a run a two-lane could make. The answer, probably none, but at least, you know, unlike. What happened to, you know, dating back to the BCS days, those Boise State teams with right. Kellen Moore, who, by the way, is now a, a better offensive coordinator than I would prefer him to be. It was the <laughs> Dallas Cowboys. Uh, Andy Dalton with TCU. Uh, and moving forward to Cincinnati in the couple of years they got uh, before they finally actually made it. US, UCF claiming national championships. Right. No, no one's claiming national championships anymore right. because mm-hmm. anyone who has the chance, anyone who, Dembling a claim that they're good enough to win it all is going to have a chance. And it's going to make for some real quality television that I know Mr. Strickland himself, you know, we're all going to be glued to those couches uh, oh, yeah. from now for every single one of those rounds.
2: Yeah, double A, that's some of the things that I was thinking that that, that the fans and, and not just the, the fans of the teams, but the casual fans are going to even be interested when you're looking at a 12 team uh, playoff system. Listen, Let's shift over to basketball right now. Um, looking at the rankings right now, it's been like like musical chairs in the rankings <laughs> to start this season. A lot of craziness happening, finding Houston at the top of the, of, of the, uh, the top 25 right now. What are some of the surprises – And the disappointments. Give me a little bit of some of the surprises that you found right now in the early parts of the season. Teams that have surprised you. Teams that have, you know, brought some interest to you. Teams that you kind of keep an eye on and saying, wait, I didn't expect that. And then some of the disappointments on, on teams that had a little bit more expectation coming into the year.
0: Well, I'll start with a you know a little bit of a disappointment trick, and that's going to be the University of North Carolina. This is a team that I watched last year in the Final Four as they ended Coach Mike Krzyzewski's career, uh, and then ultimately they blew a lead in the second half against Kansas, and you know the rest is history in that regard. But that was a team that had a slow start that season, got hot at the right time, and they brought and you know the the magic of. When you combine nil with Michael Jordan money, <laughs> and suddenly you have Caleb Love, Armando Bacot, and R.J. Davis all back, as well as some you know good role players like a Leaky Black. I-, I figured this was going to be far and away the best team in the country, and you know the rankings agreed going into the season. But they're sliding; they've been on something of a skid here. They lose to Iowa State, they lose to Alabama in a four overtime thriller. And they, you know, have a real challenge in number 10, Indiana, last night. And they lose that one by double digits. I'm sure Nathan Brennan's happy about that. Woo! Nonetheless, uh, you know, this is a UNC team that I thought would be able to really capture that momentum that they had in last year's NCAA tournament and really roll that into this season. And, you know, so far in real, really every legitimate test that they've faced, uh, it's been quite the opposite. So uh, that's definitely disappointing. And that. Now, I'm not a UNC lover, but it's always good to see a team in the ACC on top because, uh, quite frankly, Duke's left a lot to be desired as well. Uh, you know, Again, just losing their challenges, loses, you know, falls to Kansas, albeit close. Lose to Purdue big. Here's a take, gentlemen. Maybe Purdue's the best team in the country.
2: Man, they're, are my they're my biggest surprise. I did not expect them, Double A, to come out like this. I, I'm just being honest. I thought there was going to be some some drop off after losing the athleticism of Jordan uh, Jaden Ivy and and just some of the some some of the pieces that they had. I just didn't really expect them to explode out the gate like this. But go ahead.
0: Yeah, well, Matt Painter can just straight up coach basketball, and they have the size and they have the physicality to you know with, with Zach Eady at center. I mean, the man's averaging twenty two and eleven per game, uh, two and a half blocks in there. He could be a you know Big Ten Player of the Year national player of the year you know i, I don't want to call him a, a total dark horse but not the one who was you know at the top of those right. betting lines heading into the season uh I, you, know, you look at the ap poll and it's like you can tell who, who who's cued in and who's not right yeah. because you have houston coming in number one with the 45 first place votes texas coming in at number two right. they have eight first place votes purdue all the way at five but they're tied up there with eight first place. So there's clearly people in my camp who believe that Purdue is the best team in the country or among the best. It'll be interesting to see as they get into that Big Ten stretch if they can keep that up. Houston doesn't surprise me as much as uh, it otherwise would. Yeah, uh, you, it, knew you knew they were athletic. You knew they were solid. Really, mm-hmm. yeah, athletic. I mean, five slay Jamma, is mm-hmm. it back? I don't know. But again, Houston has Houston's been blowing people out of the water. Don't get me wrong; they haven't had that first big test yet right. i mean they they beat oregon on the road that's worth something i suppose but uh you know look to their matchups here and, you know when you're in the american athletic conference in basketball you're gonna schedule some challenges in there uh coming up on the 10th of december they'll face alabama Ooh. a team who i believe over the course of the next 10 years is going to be a mainstay in the college basketball world because you know they got to pour that football excess money into something else Seems like that's working on the men's basketball front for them. And then number three, UVA. Again, I hate to say it. I truly hate to say it. But Tony Bennett is back. Probably, I, I would say, hey. Tony Bennett's the best coach in college basketball. Tony Bennett's the best coach in college basketball. You might not like his style of play, but it works, and he can recruit the talent around him. This is a UVA team where your highest scorer averages 11.8 points per game.
2: Yeah, they're distributing that thing. And you have,
0: you have four guys averaging mm-hmm. 11 points per game, a guy averaging nine, a guy averaging eight. This is well-rounded team basketball. And so far for the Cavs, the Wahoos of UVA in wins over Baylor, in win, a win over Illinois, in a win over Michigan. That was a gutsy win if I've ever seen one. It's worked so far. So that UVA-Houston game, in my opinion, the college basketball game to watch in the
2: month of December. Yeah. I'm going to throw this one at you real quick before um, I'm going to allow Nick to take it over. What's your view on Gonzaga? They've been very disappointing to me coming out of the gate. Can they get it turned around? Or what are the pieces that they're missing? You have Drew Timmy coming back. You have a, a young group of, of top talent coming in, um, back and uh, just not able to get it done. What, what's your view on them, and, and can they make a run at it?
0: I mean, I and Gonzaga just yet. I mean, look, it's Gonzaga. They have to play a challenging schedule uh, at the beginning of the season. Again, you know, you play in the West coast conference, you have to prove yourself early. And unfortunately they have been, uh, you know, unable to get it done as consistently as they probably would like, but you know, Mark few has got that team going. of course, bringing back the veteran leadership of drew Timmy is worth something, but you know, talent comes and goes from year to year. And you know, without a name like Chet Holmgren in there, without a name like Andrew Nebhardt, who behind Timmy was number two and three scorers yep. on that team last year, I mean, Chet Holmgren was like the number one pick, or whatever, the number one pick, the number two pick, I forget. Regardless, you know, this is a team that, despite the veteran leadership, it really needs to find its identity, and it's tough to find your identity in, in that over. first month of the season mm-hmm. when you're playing the likes of Texas, who's now ranked number mm-hmm. two in the country. When you're playing the likes of Purdue, who is number five, I think they should be number one. So, you know, it, it'll be really interesting to see how this Gonzaga team comes out against Baylor tomorrow night. Must watch television in college basketball. Uh, I believe Baylor hosting that contest, so Gonzaga's got to go on the road. But, uh, you know, th- these are two teams who, to some degree, have underperformed expectations. So it's going to be a monumental early season game as these teams try to establish themselves. Uh I, can't, I, can't, I don't even know whether I like Baylor or Gonzaga in this one because, you know, it's just so early <laughs> in the season, right? It's, it's hard to put stock into these early season matchups. But, you know, give me Drew Timmy and the veteran group to come back and, and turn it around get themselves back in the win column.
1: Andrew Alex twenty four seven sports, join us. Andrew, you got to make it quick because we got to take a break. But our Virginia Tech Hokies, they're going to host North Carolina on Sunday. Uh, Virginia Tech, the early favorites in this one. So I know that you speak very highly of North Carolina. Virginia Tech, proven that uh, they're they're a threat to be reckoned with too. They're sitting at seven and one. Who do you got? Do you think the Hokies come out on top? Uh,
0: well, I mean, like North Carolina has played up to their standard, as I mentioned at length a few minutes ago. So I won't dive too deeply into that, but. Thing with North Carolina is like when you see a product and it's worked before, you have a hard time believing that it's not going to come back and be operating at full, you know, at all cylinders eventually. So that scares the crap out of me because we saw how they played in the NCAA tournament, but we also saw last year Virginia Tech knocking off North Carolina in the ACC tournament with relatively the same roster. So I mean, what does it come down to, Nate? You've watched every Virginia Tech basketball game. I've watched every Virginia Tech basketball game. Are the shots falling? The shots are falling, like truly falling. No one could beat us. If it's, like, an average game, you know, if it's an average shooting night for Virginia Tech, maybe slight advantage North Carolina, mm-hmm. one, two points on the Vegas line, in my opinion. And then, of course, if Virginia Tech can't shoot, you almost lose to Charleston Southern. So it is what it is, right? So I don't know. I'm excited. A big test for the Hokies, uh, you know, in a season where... You know, I mean, they took care of Minnesota. They had that tough loss against College of Charleston. But it's like, who are you? Are you a top 25 team? Are you a mid-30s team? Are you a fringe bubble team? It's too early to, to know. Right now, I think their 10 time ranking is about where I'm comfortable with, with them. Probably about the 34th, 35th fifth best team in the country. Team that will make the tournament. Maybe not have too many bubble issues, but probably not a top five seed. Win against North Carolina. Might just change my mind.
1: Then we're cooking with gas. We appreciate you as always. Hopefully, our Hokies can pull it out against North Carolina. Go Big Red as always. We'll talk to you next week, brother.
0: You guys have a great night. Eric Strickland, greatest NBA player of all time. I'm petitioning. We need to put him in the nation's Basketball Hall of.
2: Yeah, uh, you crazy. That's Cap. Everybody, <laughs> no, listen. Go. That's Cap from Double A. Don't listen to that fool. <laughs>
1: There he goes. I love you, Alex 24-7 Sports. They're going out with a bang there, Strick. Maybe they should put you in the Naismith Basketball Hall of Fame. Nah, man. I'm, not? I You're just in the Huskers Hall of Fame. That's I'm the Hall of Fame that matters. I'm just right?
2: old, dirty, uh, grimy. Do no, all the no. do all the garbage work. I just really? hit the floor and just try to make something. Hey, you
1: made yourself. a good living out of it, it, You made a good living. We gotta take a quick break. DPJ in studio. They're gonna join us next, coming up right here on the block. 937 the ticket.